Welcome to the Dag Hewitt Mills podcast. Dag Hewitt Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Hewitt Mills. Father, thank you for this great opportunity we have in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Well, we are blessed to be in the house of the Lord. And um, we thank God for this opportunity. I am going to share with you something small on about on um, the importance of paying tithes. Amen. Now, people do not pay tithes. Christians do not give tithes and offerings because they are often disloyal. And from today, disloyalty will not be associated with you. In John chapter 12 and verse 4, the Bible says, Then saith one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Why was not this ointment sold for a hundred, three hundred pence and given to the poor. All right? And this he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and he had the bag and bare what was therein. Amen. Now, the very first Um, point is that when you notice someone's unwillingness to give or to donate money do you see it's usually there's some lack of commitment because you need to be committed to something to finance it. Are you there? Yes. Yeah. So your money also reveals where your heart is. Because you know the Bible says your treasure is where your heart is. Okay? Let's lay up treasures in heaven for where your treasure is there is where your heart will be. Because people's hearts are with their treasures. Whatever is a treasure to you, it is in the, the treasure is in your heart. Okay? Where your treasure is, there will be your heart. Your heart is with your treasure. Your heart follows your treasures. 
So people will give to their children because their children are their treasures. They, not, they never consider I've sown a seed in my child's life. I've paid my child's school fees. I've sown a good seed. <laughs> or you've given money to your child to go and buy kebab. I've sown a seed. How much did I sow? Are you with me? So money reveals things about you. Reveals a lot about you. And it's interesting that of all the people who were there, and here comes this woman to come and pour her expensive alabaster box of ointment. Are you with me? On Jesus' feet. It wasn't Judas's ointment. It was the woman's ointment. Nobody knows how she got it. She brought her own thing and came to bestow it on Jesus. And that one crowd was worrying somebody. It's not that Judas, Judas could have also come to pour the ointment on Judah, on Jesus' feet or even giving it to him. But he was not doing that. But even what somebody else was doing was disturbing him. So you have a lot of people when if they are married and one, part, one partner, one of the partners wants to give but the other doesn't want to give as much. You find out that that becomes actually a source of discussion, argument, conflict, quarrel, and breakup and happiness. Huh? You don't understand my English words. A lot of couples quarrel over such things. Why should you? I don't see why you're giving this to the church. I don't see why you're doing this. One day somebody came to see me. His wife has donated something to uh, to the church to build a church or to do something and he was annoyed and I said your wife did not tell me before she gave the money and then he said I should tell her that next time she should consult with him he who doesn't work he's in the house he doesn't work his wife works and she's taking her hard-earned money to, to donate. He said, I should tell her. And I said, I can't tell her because I myself, I don't tell my wife when I'm going to give something. I've learned not to ask my wife to, before I give in my house. Because everybody gives differently. When I discuss with you, if you like, try today's offering. I have this. I'm going to give this. What do you think? Ask, ask the next person. You see what you say. I say. Oh no, it's too much. Some will say it's too much. Oh no, this is too, it's too little. Some will say it's this, is that. You see, you see that you can't even give. Everybody will stop giving. But you can tell that a person's heart is somewhere when the person puts his money where the mouth is talking plenty. Yes. So, 
when you pay your tithes, it reveals or offerings, it reveals that your heart is with God. There are people who will give money to political parties. No, you cannot, you cannot even imagine the amount of money that is given to political parties. They're given millions. That's why they are so desperate about their elections. Because people have donated huge sums with the mind that when you win, I'll be the one to get a contract to make a road from here. I'll be the one to get a contract to import fertilizer. I'll be the one to get a contract to import uh, salt. I'll be the one to get a contract to drill oil. I'll get this. And those are millions more. Hey! No dinner is free. Have I told you that before? No dinner is free. So, as you see the person donating, they are even the real presidents of the country. Maybe they should even be called assist invisible presidents. Yeah. Powerful donators. And that is why, the, I don't know where they're clever, some of their businessmen, they donate both sides so that whichever side wins. Remember, I give you. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is that people don't pay tithes. You see that the heart comes out when it comes to money. That's why I say to you that in a first love marriage, there should be no meetings or discussion about money. Let it go out of the topics. Come up with other topics. What other topics would you like to have? See me after. Wildlife is a good one. Yes. You can discuss some of the tigers or the lions on the shows. You know, when this one's chasing this one, ah, why couldn't he catch the zebra? That, that's a good argument to have in the house. But money and sex, as for sex, first love, there will be no problem with, with such things. <laughs> Because the name of the church cries about love. <laughs> it's the older ones who have such problems, but I mean, you don't have such problems. Is it not true? It doesn't come up <laughs> by the grace. I said by the grace. <laughs> so, where your money is reveals. So when you are in the house and you, you, you see that your spouse has to discuss for a long time for you to give 50 cities for something, do you see? It reveals your heart is not there. And you a man, a long meeting has been held because of 50 cities. Meanwhile, when you are chasing a girl and you, you like that girl, you see the money you'll be spending. And now there is a meeting over 50 cities. It's not right. Do you agree? So it means that your heart is not with her. But your heart is at another place where you go and sit in a restaurant and spend 348 cities. You know the bill. You can check, you can check your receipt. 
350 cities can buy seven chickens, whole chicken. Huh? But you spend all without discussion, just spend it on that lady when you, your heart was there. So, how many of your hearts are with God? Is your heart with God? Oh, yes. That's why I'm particularly excited about the church buildings project. Because we are slowly getting to 300 people. Our aim was to have 500 people to build 11111 churches. And they are building actively. When season three starts of the flow, I will show you the, uh, um, more of the pictures. Season three will be starting. We will soon have a season break and then the season three is going to start. Are you with me? Yes. Because when people build a church, say that your heart is in the church, which is God's house. Your heart is in God's house. Because if you love someone, you love his house. You love his house. People like to show you their houses. Oh, welcome. Oh, we're having a party. Housewarming, 40th birthday, 30th birthday, 50th birthday. Every day something. It's a showcase. I read in a book once, if you want to make somebody happy, make a comment about his house. Uh, that it is nice. You can keep it as a secret. Yeah. How much more God's house? When you comment on God's house, oh, house of the Lord is beautiful. Instead of meeting under mango trees or dry guava trees. Eh? Guava trees without fruits. That's where the church is meeting. Why should the church meet under a guava tree? No. So, ladies and gentlemen, your heart. I hope that there is nobody like Judas here. And when you are not happy that your pastor is honored, like Judas was not happy, so what is this? It's a waste of money. Why should you give your money to the church? Why should you give money to this uh, pastor? <laughs> your skin is paining you. Uh, your skin is paining you, the outer skin over somebody's blessing. No. So, pain of tithes, it reveals whether your heart is with the person. Amen. When we were buying the Kodesh, yes, in 1998, I went to see a number of people because it was a sudden crisis we had. There were some guys who came against us from the political party and from the government. And they put us into a crisis. So we were in a crisis mode. I saw a number of people to help us. Some of everybody's response eh, revealed the person's heart. 
Everybody's response. There were very, most of the people were just immediately said, oh, I will give so many thousand dollars because it was $1.5 million, something like that. We had to pay cash at the time. That's more than 20 years ago. And we didn't have, we didn't have it. But many, some of the people said, I'll give you these thousands of dollars. And they just gave. But some said, oh, you know, I've forgotten with one guy what he said. Oh, yes. As he was saying no or giving some reason, his Mercedes Benzes and others were gleaming in the car park. And after, as soon as he said no, he was, he was on a trip, a family trip with all his family to wherever. I mean, there were so many things. And he's somebody who left the church soon after. You see, the, the fact that the person was not willing or interested even in helping in the crisis, do you see, also revealed where the person's heart is. It's not that I don't have, but I don't have for you. There's no room at the inn for you. But not that there's no, there's no. You know, and you can understand the manager. You will have all your customers line up in the rooms. And somebody is coming to deliver in the next room. Meanwhile, it's not a hospital. Can you imagine the noise? Because some people, when they are delivering, it's more than super OD and, I mean, uh, so forth. It's very shouting, a lot of things. Drama, shouting, noise, smell, blood, many things. Yeah. There's no room. Sorry. No, 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 no. So they went outside to the cows. And the cows said, oh, you are welcome here. So not that there's no money. There's no money for this. No money for that. No money for this. No money for you. So, ladies and gentlemen, your giving reveals your heart. Yes. That's why I don't want you to marry somebody who will be doing calculations when you are going to buy something. One kotomri is this. One olonka of this is this. One milo tin of this is this. One what? Different things, calculations. Oh, it has changed the relationship. Bring a receipt. There are no receipts. When you buy contumbre, do they give you receipts? Amen. Now, the second reason why people do not pay tithes, uh, and I'm ending, is because they are rebellious. Rebellious. Pure and simple. First Samuel 15, verse 21. But the people took up the spoil, and the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice unto the Lord. And Samuel said, has the Lord as great a delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken 
than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Alright? And stubbornness is as iniquity. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. Okay? He has also rejected you. Amen. Now, Saul said he was taking some of the sheep for sacrifice and so they have kept them. So someone was asking, I'm hearing the sound of man, man, man. So what is that? I said, you kill everything. He said, no, I, I kept it to sacrifice. It's not true. You know, God has interest in us obeying him than pretending to be sacrificing. And that's one of the things we love to do. That's where that scripture came from. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Because a lot of people pretend to be sacrificed. They're not sacrificing nothing. God sees through it all. Stop pretending to be sacrificing. And do the real thing. And God, and God said, I've rejected you. You rejected my word. When I tell you the tithe belongs to the Lord. Leviticus 27 verse 30. The tithe belongs to the Lord. It is the Lord's. It is the Lord. If I say this Bible is mine, you better not take it because it's mine. If I say those shoes are mine, you better not wear them. One day I was in school when I, I couldn't find my shoes. Yes. I couldn't find my shoes, my sandals. And I had only one. And our school is on the west and the, the classes are on the east. You have to walk. My shoes were gone. Something that is mine. And I found a guy who had the shoes. He wore my shoes, cried, took them. <laughs> It's my first encounter with a liar and a thief. Yes. I don't want to mention his name because he has a funny name. Hey. And he came. I, I don't really know whether I w- went barefoot to school. I mean, he took my, my shoes away. He came with some cock and bull story that he was coming to school in a bus and then his trunk fell, he fell into a river. His trunk fell into the river. I mean, and I also swallowed all the whole story. Yeah. Do not take somebody's something because I held him for my shoes. And the Bible says the tithe is the Lord's. And he says, bring the tithe. Bring the offering. It's mine. Don't eat it. Don't use it to buy anything. So, oh, you will not do it. Eh? Okay, but you come to church and be pretending to be giving some monies here and there. Okay. And God said, look, I see through it all. I see through it is rebellion. You have rejected my word. I've also rejected you financially. I've rejected you financially, just as you reject me financially. God, he sees through our hypocrisy, I mean, you may argue, but God sees through it. And he'll just flatten you straight away. He said, no, no, no. Obedience is better than sacrifice. 
That's how we are when it comes to God. We always treat God as some kind of person we can fool. Because he doesn't seem to say anything bad about anything that we are doing. That is some way. And it goes on for a long time. Until it boomerangs. So, make sure you don't give God answers that God sees through clearly. I remember one day I was uh, in California somewhere. I went to watch a movie. Yeah, I normally don't watch movies in film theaters, but that day I went to watch it. It was the, the passion. Yeah. Some people said they were taking me there. I said, okay, let's go. Now, as we were sitting there, okay, have you watched The Passion before? Yeah. They don't speak English in that film. They speak uh, Aramaic. Yeah. And then the subtitles are in English. So we were excited. We were watching. We were sitting at the back. And then the person who took us was talking and was talking to us. So we were talking as the film was going on. Then there was somebody sitting nearby and the person said, please, you are disturbing us. If you can keep your voices down or shut up or whatever. So the fellow who brought us there, he turned to the person and asked him, do you speak Aramaic? (laughs) Do you speak Aramaic? can I be disturbing you when you don't speak Aramaic? Read the subtitles. He told me, read the subtitles. You see, all I'm trying to say is that there are a lot of clever people in this world with clever answers. You see, but when you stand before God, clever answers will not work. Because what the guy was saying was logical. Do you speak Aramaic? You don't speak the things that people are saying. You don't understand it. So how can I disturb you? Tell your neighbor, no more clever answers to God. God sees through all your clever answers. Amen. So from today, let us be genuine when it comes to money before God and when we are giving. Because your money has a lot of meanings. There's a lot of meaning to your money. There's a lot of meaning to your money. Sometimes when you give a gift or you don't give a gift, it has a meaning. It has a meaning. It has a meaning. Don't think your money is a meaningless object. That's why the Bible says a gift makes room. Gifts have meanings. They have impact and effect. Sometimes even a gift can put a burden on you. I say I'm going to marry you and give you my name. It's a burden. Can you wear, can you wear this burden? So, whatever gift you are giving to God, your tithe, your offerings, remember that it has a meaning. When God sees that, you can't even remember to give him the tenth. God says, oh, I see. No, no questions asked. No further questions. I'm nothing to you. I'm nobody. 
I'll show you what it's like on my side. Just as you reject me, I also reject you when it comes to finances. So make sure that you are on top of your game when it comes to yourself and God with money. Amen. And in order to just round up what I'm saying, because I think what I'm saying is important, because I've started preaching. Preaching starts at 5 to 1, 12, between 12.45 and 1, preaching starts. So I've started preaching. Those who are coming later, I'm giving you notice now, personally between me and you, by 12.45 to 1, preaching has started. So if you like. So I'm on it. Yeah. There's a revolution. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7. People do not pay tithes because they only obey sections of the word. Yeah. They only want to obey certain parts. Therefore, as you are bound in everything, you are good in everything. Abound means you are good in faith, in utterance, in knowledge in diligence, and in your love to us, I can see that. But see that you abound in this grace also, that is giving, the grace of giving. Make sure that you are good at giving also. Don't be somebody who is not good at giving. Second Corinthians chapter 8 is all about money. In case you don't know, when you go, go and do Bible study, just read it. The whole chapter is on money. So verse 7 is the grace he's talking about is the grace of giving money and donating. So he says that as you are good in everything good in what? Everything. Make sure you are good in giving because there are some people they are good in love, good in what? Faith, utterance, preaching. Utterance is preaching. They are good at knowledge. Put my scripture there please. You are good in knowledge. Do you get it? You are good in everything. See that you are, you are bound or you are good in this aspect of Christianity. It's an aspect. It's a real aspect. Yes. Beautiful. Alright? So, it is very important that you balance your life when it comes to giving. Be wild at giving. And I know that you are going to be blessed. You see, you don't prosper only by giving. No, no, no. You prosper by working hard, by wisdom, many things. Do you see? Or one of the things that is important is giving. It, it has its place. But it's not that when I give 20 CDs today, I'll get 200 CDs next week. It's not like that. It's an aspect of your Christian existence to give. Amen. So I want us to take out our beautiful offering today and your tithe, everything that you have to give to the Lord. All right? And let us give generously today. Amen. Oh, yes. Your loyalties are shown by your giving. Nobody should give pretentious giving for God to say, hey, 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 obedience is better than sacrifice. No, it is when you are pretentious that God gets irritated. 
do you see you know somebody said there is no absolution for traitors a traitor is somebody who has deceived you absolutely now God watches us as we try to deceive him absolutely he's looking at us we have so much and we are giving him something peanuts he just looks at us it's like how do these people think Traitors are traitors because of the deception. It's like you were able to deceive me to that extent. That is what it is. God, you cannot do that with him. Even if the money is in your pocket. God can see into your pocket. Hey, God is wild. Don't try to deceive him. Are you lifting up your offering? What about your tithe? Or you don't earn any money? Your business doesn't earn money? Oh, yes. One day a brother told me, do you know how much I earn? I cannot pay tithes. Then another brother told me, look, I earn dollars, dollars. Ah, Those days, if you have dollars, it's like a crime. I earn dollars. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, let us be generous. God is going to bless you. Over the years, you are going to see that the Lord is good. Amen. Father, thanks a million for this great opportunity. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. against the dragon and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not neither was their place found anymore in heaven and the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and Satan which deceived the whole to the earth and his angels were cast down with
now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of your testimony and they loved not their lives unto the Shall find 
your soul My yoke is easy, my burden is light I really love you, Jesus Thank you for your special love for me I know that you can hear me singing Ooh, that I love you with all my heart Ooh. Jesus You are all to me that is how I feel You took my burdens away When I was heavy laden You proved to me That you loved me so when you died on the cross for me I found rest for my soul It's easy to serve you, my Lord I really love you, Jesus Thank you for your special love for me I know that you can hear me singing Ooh, that I love you With all my heart Ooh. Wonderful it will be 
special love for me. I know that you can hear me singing. Ooh, that I love you with all my heart. Thank you for your special love for me. Love Jesus, Amen. Are you looking forward to when this the mixtape, which has all these songs, will finally be released? Are you looking forward to it? I believe it's going to be a blessing, Amen. Well, it's time for the Word of God. We've already been blessed by the offering time. Money will never be a discussion in your house, in Jesus' name. Oh, are you say Amen as if you go to another church? And I believe today God has more for us. We are changed every day when the word of God comes to us. The Bible says it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Lay hands on your heart right now and say, Lord, whatever is in my heart that is not good, today, by the power of your word, change me, bless me, and transform me. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you believe nothing is impossible? Oh, I can't hear you. Do you believe nothing is impossible? This is the song we sing every Sunday before the prophet comes up. All over this room, let's sing nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Say nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible because we're trusting in his word. Say, hearken to the voice of God. To the voice of God to me. Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon his word. For everything, oh, everything, yes, everything is possible. Now, just the brothers, let me hear you sing. Nothing is impossible. Nothing the brothers, let me hear you sing. Nothing is impossible. You you trust me, oh, I can't hear. You. Ladies, nothing is impossible. Now, everybody together, say, "Hearken to the voice of God." To the voice of God to me. Is there anything too hard? For Lift your two hands and say, "Put your trust." In God alone and rest upon His word for everything. Come on, declare everything is possible. Come on, sing it. Everything is possible. Let me hear a shout of victory as we welcome my pastor and your pastor, Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills. Come on, make some noise. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to serve you. We are excited about this chance 
bless our hearts in these few moments as we are before your holy written word thank you for your blessing in Jesus name we pray Amen you may be seated how many really love Jesus beautiful now turn with me to 1st Corinthians I'm going to share with you on the burden of love the last little section I feel I should and um, 1st Corinthians chapter 13 you could call this try love now love is a burden very important burden for us and this is the last little section on that so it's just a short message but I think it's important for you to see uh, an important aspect love is uh, we read it from the American isn't it American Bible love is patient and love is kind so we are learning that if somebody says I love you and so I love you back or I love or was it me too Uh that's what they say me too (laughs) oh it's powerful or it's a blessing or I've had or thank you these are the responses we have Ask your neighbor, are you loving? You know, some of us spend so much time dressing, but we don't spend so much time loving as we spend dressing up. Love is patient and love is kind. And love is not jealous. So we are going through and we are ending. So have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Is it not true? We have a song like that. Have patience with me. I will pay thee all. In the end, I will pay everything if you, give, if you are patient with me. And love is kind. Okay? That means that love is thoughtful. Alright? To show yourself mild kindness, thoughtful to act benevolently alright so you have to be kind and walk in love now Jesus was very thoughtful when they were crucifying him on the cross he said forgive them for they know not what they do it's only if you are thoughtful you think in a certain way that you can appreciate how somebody got himself into a problem or into wickedness. You understand? If you don't think about it and say that, no, these people, they don't know what they are doing. If they knew what they were doing, they wouldn't do what they are doing. Forgive them for they know not what they do. Are you with me? All right. So, Love is not jealous. So when somebody says, I love you, it means you are going to do all that. 
Now, I hear that some couples who quarrel over love, like, I love you more than you love me. You love me more than I love you. So, I mean, if you are that kind of couple, that's a very awanistic couple, then you have to be quarreling about these details. Maybe that's where the conflict will end. You said, well, I'm kinder than you are, or I'm more patient. Since you are fighting over who has the crown of love in the house. Love is not jealous. Remember that jealousy is the grave of love. Yes. Once you start being jealous, the love, the foundation of the love goes because you can't love somebody you suspect. Somebody you accuse or suspect. You don't actually like the person because the person represents something evil that is happening to you. So once you are suspicious of the person and you reveal your suspicions to the person, your marriage is over virtually. You might as well die now. Oh, yes. Because it's not going to easily... It's like removing the... the the foundation on which you are working. Because you are working on at least this current era of marriage. It's not by arranged marriages. It's by I love you and I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. This current marriage is not by arrangement. I, 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 I don't sit down with somebody and arrange to give my daughter or this church member to this one in exchange. This person is going to marry. There's nothing like that. We are there in the house and they come and tell us that I found a beloved or I like somebody. So if that is the basis of what we are doing, then suspecting somebody is the direct opposite of loving the person. Being suspicious, afraid, checking phones, following people with technology and surveillance and I don't know, inspections, tracking is complete it's not like I know that you, your love is at a small level or whatever but you actually don't like the person that's, that's what you must understand you don't like the person but only that some people that's how they love they love by tracking they love by accusation they love by suspicion that is the only thing they know so if you marry such a person that's it Welcome to the prison house. Your love will be like fish. Yes. Fish, it smells nice only for two days and it's gone. Yes. Cannot stay fresh. Yeah. So, love is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant. As soon as pride comes in, which is bragging and arrogance, ugliness has come. A prideful person becomes ugly. So Satan was called shining, beautiful. He said that was perfect. You were perfect. Till Sin was found, and the sin that was found in him was pride. He said, I will ascend. I will ascend. I'll be this. I'll be this. I'll be this. 
and said, you were perfect. You were created beautifully. Then everything changed. So instead of being called shiny and beautiful, he's called the opposer, the enemy, adversary, the attacker. So his beauty is gone. Satan is now in the dark world. And when you see the picture of demons coming out of the abyss, the bottomless pit, it's a very frightening picture. So the picture of demons and Satan has completely changed. So is there anybody here who would like to become ugly? Ugly. Ugliness is the pride. You can be the greatest beauty queen, but your pride will remove every inch of attraction. Yes. You know, and I tell you, desire is something you don't have to joke with. If somebody likes you or desires you or likes you, don't play, with, don't play the fool with it. Don't play the fool with it. Because if he loses or you lose the interest or the attraction, there's nothing you can do to pay somebody like me. Here's 20 CDs. I used to stay in a house, we, we have to slot 50p for the electricity to come on. When you put it in, then the lights come on. And it lasts for 50p. 50, uh, not pence, uh, pence. Yeah. You put it in. Then the whole house comes alive. Love is not like that. When you slot, then love will come. No, 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 no. You can put in 20, 50,000. Be looking at it. Say, no. And you see a person with a very beautiful on the outward person, but he's following some other scallywag somewhere. And then you hear people talking, eh, how can he go for such a person? Look, 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 the person so-called that you don't grade as good eh, with humility is nicer than you as beauty whatever with your pride. It's nicer. When you put the two together, it's nicer. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, how? Sure. <laughs> when you add the person you say it's not nice plus humility eh? it's far nicer than your whatever shape Coca-Cola shape with a guitar, a rhythm guitar shape and all these things oh <laughs> so Today, you must take away from yourself bragging and arrogance. Jesus said, the man who came to pray, and when he was praying, he said, I thank God I'm not like this man. He's an adulterer and uh, extortioner. I thank God that for extortion, I've never been involved. And then number three, unjust. He's an unjust man. I thank God that these three points... I've never been involved. Jesus said that that man, eh, when 
he goes to pray, the one who stood there bowing down his head, saying, Lord, I, can, I, I am nothing. Eh? He said that the man who said, I'm not like this, I'm not like this. The Bible said, Jesus said that this man went down and then he quoted pride. He says, for everyone that exalted himself shall be abased. So when you look down on people and you say, this thing I've not done some before, I don't even know how they do it. This one, I've not seen cocaine before. I don't know how to smoke it. This weed, I don't know how to do. Everything you don't know, you get it. I'm surprised that you rather, God says he doesn't like you. Mr. Correcto Perfecto. You know, uh, my father had a horse called Correcto Perfecto. Yes. Rather, the man who was beating his chest, he didn't mention anything at all. Like, well, but that, that is he couldn't say. He probably couldn't say. That's why he didn't say. So it means, listen, how do you manifest pride? By your thoughts. Just thinking, see, he was standing there with. Then he looks to the left and sees. You <laughs> should. I thank you, Jesus. I'm clean. I'm clean. So your thoughts, so, as, and then your prayers and how you think. You see, because as soon as if we even bring to you adultery, you say, never. God forbid. And just in the name of Jesus. Never with, with me. So you see, and you that so when you, there's a meeting with you, you will always have an argument. Because you never see anything. Which man here cannot say that you have looked upon a woman to last after her with her eyes? If you like, don't raise up your hand. Raise up your hand if you know that you are part of it. Potassium has never... Potassium! Bring some water. I hear he says he's, he's pure. like somebody who's coming to report in my country it doesn't rain Mm. your country there's no rain oh no never rain there's nothing like rain in my country please so the man he was wrong the thoughts he was thinking they were wrong so when you are having a meeting about your marriage you see that you'll be saying no are you not at all me I'm very caring that's out. What about jealousy? Jealousy me? Look, ask my roommate. My roommate even knows this and that. I was with a roommate for three, for four years. They said, never. They, they say, extortion is me. Extortion man. I don't even like money. I don't know how much things cost. I don't, I'm not that type of person. Sorry. So, is it your marital meeting? It can never end. Because nothing applies to you. This guy who went to pray, nothing applies to him. He looked around and he saw that the main thing is nothing applies. If anything, maybe minor, a sparrow flew over my head. Something small. Nothing. There's nothing. So watch out, eh? Love does not boast like this guy in his head. Privately. 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 
you are thinking to yourself, ah, I thank God. I've never smoked Tosca for men before. Do you know Tosca for men? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Then love does not act unbecomingly. Yes. You know, love, try love. This is love. Does not act unbecomingly. Now, there are some things we can't easily put a finger on it as to why it is some way. And that's where the word some way came from. Some way is not English. It is a term in this church. When you say something is some way, we don't know what else to say that, but there is something wrong with what you are doing. It is some way. (laughs) Most of you don't know that some way is not English. (laughs) Because you've said it, uh, you don't even know. (laughs) Because it's a language in the church. So how how is the guy, oh, he's some way. And immediately you know that he does not act unbecom- he acts unbecomingly. Yes. So unbecomingly is what another way of saying some way. Yes. Most people are some way. They say yes, some way. She is some way. He is some way. Pa. <laughs> Very some way. These are terminologies in the church. If you are new, you will not understand it. But it is it is actually. Some way, it is an English word that have been joined together because you can't really put your finger. Now, when you stay with somebody and the person is some way, you often cannot put your finger on what is wrong with how you are behaving. What have I done wrong? Is it not food? It is food. Is it food or it's not food? Is it kenke and fish or it's not kenke and fish? Is kenke and fish? But you see, you have to be very clever, and most of us are not that clever, to analyze that the kenke is cold and the fish is boiled. Kenke and boiled fish. With salt. No shit or no stew, no pepper. So what is wrong? And you are arguing that, have I given you kenke and fish or not? You ask for kenke and fish. Did you receive it or not? Is this sex or is not a sex? Is it sex? What we are doing? Is this sex or is not sex? No, no, I'm asking whether it's sex or it's not sex. Is this sex or it's not sex? What, what is it? Clarify, explain. What is sex? Wow. Then you see a person will be sitting there. He doesn't know what to say. You say that. It's just some way. I don't exactly know what to say. It's some way. Ask your neighbor, are you a some way, brother? Love does not act unbecomingly. Then, love does not seek its own. Yes. Again, it reveals a person who is loving is thoughtful. So, it takes the love of God for us to seek salvation and help for others who are not here. Because we are okay. Is it not a mega church? What, what do we need? We don't have any need of anything. The church is working. 
Even the air conditioner is coming on soon. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. Those are the air conditioners standing out there. It's right, just waiting to be put up. It takes time, you know. Rome was not built in a day. Have patience. And you also pay tithes only once a month. Don't forget. And sometimes you don't pay. You think we don't know that you don't pay sometimes. (laughs) So, it takes the love of God to seek things that are not yours, but someone else's. To seek the salvation of people far away in other nations. Ah, it takes the love of God. Amen. And the love does not take into account a wrong suffered. Wow. And most of us, even by the age of 20, you've suffered wrong. Yes. By the age of 18, you see that you've suffered a wrong from someone. As you go on in this world, you are going to have a long list of wrongs. Longer and longer, the more you live. As life goes on. The Bible says that there were seven sons of Skiva. Skiva. I don't know whether I should bother to open this man will find it in Acts 19. Yes. Seven sons of one Skiva. A Jew. He was a Jew. And he was a priest. You get it? Now, they went to cast out devils. They are famous for casting out devils. <laughs> Is it not true? And the devils were not coming out. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And I know Paul. Eh? But who are you? Now, Everybody say, Paul, I know. know. Now, listen to this. Paul, I know. The word, I know Paul, means to put one's attention on and to fix one's thoughts on. So, as you stay in God and you serve God, you start to gain the attention of devils. They said, Paul, I know. It says to put attention on. So it means that my attention is on Paul. As you serve God, you gain the attention of evil spirits and demonic powers. They start to pay attention to your existence. But first they didn't know. So the skipper guys, they were were exorcists. In fact, another version says that the exorcists 
Jewish exorcists exorcising devils. They were come and say, in the name of Jesus. And they said, ah. The demon said, ah. Paul, our attention has been on him for some time. Jesus, our attention has been on him for some time. By you, you have not even appeared on our radar anywhere. What are you talking about? So, the reason that I'm saying to you that by the time your life is over, you're going to have many heads and many things that have been wrong is because the attention of devils and the attention of demons comes onto a worker. Once you are working for the Lord, you start to gain notoriety and attention comes on you. Whether you like it or not. Attention comes on you. He says, to gain one's attention or to put one's thoughts on the person. So when he says, Paul, I know. He says, my attention has come to Paul. So once you serve God, attention comes to you. Like somebody said, the prince of Ghana has located you. So love does not take into account the wrong service. And as you go on and on and on, you have to overcome all the wrongs that are done to you and flow as though you are a goat who is sweating. Yes. And anytime something happens to you, you have to come up with some kind of wisdom or direction within yourself to overcome the current wrong that has been done to you so that you can flow. Otherwise, you change and change and when we see you next, you are a caricature and a transformed version of how you were. Like a lady told her daughter, no mere in your sweet fable. It means that at that time I was sweeter than you. Some of you see your mothers and your mother looks bitter and hardened. She doesn't even look sexy. The reason is experiences. She was also sweet like you. How you are sweet now. But through experiences, wrongs that are done to you, you just change in your soul. And even if you meet a dream husband who wants to give you a dream relationship followed by a dream marriage, you see that you can't even flow because you are armed with arrows and shields of faith and bitterness. Shield of bitterness. When the person comes with blood, you release the shield like this. So I love you, baby. I give you give the shield like this. Can you imagine how Jesus feels as we sing all these songs to him? I really love you, Jesus. He'll be looking at us. If his heart was impure, he can't receive all these songs. You just look and say, you love me? You love me? Which aspect shows that you love me? One day I, I prayed to God. I said, Lord, for, forgive us. I told God I feel sorry for you. People don't love you at all. You think you can be a traitor to a human being? God has more traitors than anybody else. Liars, deceivers, fooling him all the time in the church. Keep playing games with God. 
all the time. Hmm. Are you there? I hope you are with me as we are. This thing it doesn't get finished. Love does not take into account the wrong suffered. And love does not rejoice in unrighteousness. So sin, when you are walking in sin and doing sin or even rejoicing in unrighteousness, you are not walking in the love of God. And love does not rejo- and rejoices with the truth. One of the things you must pray for as a Christian is truth, the spirit of truth. Jesus spoke about the spirit of truth. You know, God helped us to walk in truth. Truth is something that is lacking in human beings and even in religious people. We lack truth. I don't want to say it over the microphone, but if I'm to talk about some of the things we do as Christians, like our practices, do you see? Things that we accept this, but we don't accept this. We do this, but we don't do this. When it comes to this, we do this. When it comes to that, we don't do that. There are so many things like that in the Bible that reveal a lack of truth in us. And so one of the things the Bible says, love, God is love, and love rejoices with the truth. Pray that you walk in truth all the time. Truth will guide you and make you do what is right. You shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. So let us walk in love and then we're going to be blessed. Then love bears all things. Love believes all things. Hopes all things. And endures all things. So when you see people celebrating 50 years married, 40 years married, it means that he's been believing for a long time that certain things will happen. It means he's been hoping and he's still hoping. One day I met a lady who doesn't like cooking. I think she was in her 20s. She doesn't like it. Won't do it. Can't cook. Won't cook. And what? Shan't cook. These three. Hmm? Now, it must be at least 25 years since I knew this person. I cannot say that there is even one iota of change of can't cook, won't cook, and shanty cook. So whoever is married to her must do what? Believe all things. You have to believe that maybe when she's in her 70s, you should have, you like how to cook. Whoever is married to the person has to hope that in the 80s, the person will cook 
must bear not cooking. One day I gave a brother some advice. I said, buy bananas. Yes. Buy what? Bananas. They are very nutritious. In case of hunger, you eat it. Huh? You cannot solve it. You must believe and hope and endure. Another brother, I got him a chef's course. How to be a chef. He said, must I add? I said, yes, learn it. Yeah, he himself. He should do it. Do it yourself. What you will do? Yes. But you said you love the person, so what you will do? Love bears all things. Hopes all things. That's the burden of love. You said you were in love. David, are you not the one who said you were in love? And that, that's it. What again do you want? Yes. Yes. <laughs> now, love never fails. That is the little part I just want to emphasize today. Love never fails. Now, why would you say that love never fails? Because love doesn't fail when other things fail. So try love for things that are not working. Try love for things that are not working. Yes. Are you with me? Because love doesn't fail. Love is a failure-proof method of attaining your goals. It, it, it doesn't fail. Now, it says that if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away with. If there are tongues, they will cease. And if there is knowledge, it will be done away with. Now, but love never fails. So in this chapter, in this very scripture, he's telling us that love doesn't fail where tongues fails. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. Now, in Matthew 26, Turn with me to Matthew 26. And we are going to look at something very quickly as we come to the end of today's important message. Amen. Now, one of the 12 Judas went to the chief priests and said, what will you give me? And I will deliver him to you. It's not nice to behave that way. And they covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver. And from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. Okay? Are you with me? Are you in the church? On this side, are you there? Do you? Do you understand what I'm preaching? 
Are you worried about what I'm preaching? Okay. Now, verse 19. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. Amen. Now, when evening was come, he sat down with the twelve. And as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. Is that a prophecy? Huh? It's a prophecy, but it failed to change Judas. It failed to change Judas. So the Bible says prophecies can fail. Yes, prophecies can fail. And as we go on, you see many things were not working. Then they, they were exceedingly sorrow and everyone began to say, Lord, is it I? Then he answered more prophecies. He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. Wow. The son of man goeth as it is written, but woe unto that man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Is it a prophecy? Very strong prophecy. (laughs) And also knowledge. He says prophecies will fail and knowledge fails. they, they, They were informed that Somebody was going to do it. Knowledge was failing. They were given the knowledge. It did not change them. It did not change anything. It didn't. He taught them, he told them, I mean, I mean, first he said it, then after he said, one of you, then he said, the one who is putting his hand, it's like he's giving them knowledge and information. It's still not working. So he said, prophets, put the scripture on the Corinthians. Prophecies shall fail. Love never fails. But if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away with. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there's knowledge, it will be done away. Yeah. But for love, it doesn't fail. Then, verse 25. Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? Like, we are taking the prophecy, like, we are coming to look in your face and say, that says the Lord, that says the Lord. <laughs> we, this is the third time. Is it I? And then he looked and he said, it is you. And he said unto him, thou hast said. Wow. Then as they were eating, huh? still Jesus has given prophecies. Okay? And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave to the disciples. He said, take it. This is my body. So don't be surprised if you give loyalty teachings. You teach about fatherhood. 
you want people, you teach them about honor your prophet, you teach them do this, do that. You know, knowledge shall fail. Latin, prophecies, will even, you can even point to the person whilst you are preaching. You can even use the person as an example. You can shake the person's neck and say, you, listen, this is what this and so and so. It will fail. Prophecies fail. I mean, you, you would say that it's true, but it's failing to do something. Why, why does he say that it will fail? You see, because it says when that which is perfect, some, he said we know in part. We prophesy in part. There, although we are prophesying and we are knowing, we know part. Yes, it is true that one of you is going to betray me, but you need to betray me so that I can go and fulfill all the scriptures. So it's only part. Yes. It's part of what you know. Listen carefully. Let's go on. Everybody watch. Then he took the cup and said, drink all of it. I will not drink henceforth of the fruit until that day when I drink it new in my father's kingdom. Again, he's saying, I'm going to die. Still, it's not working. Then, verse 31, Jesus said, all you shall be offended. This is Jesus trying to train people to become his great apostles. But he said, all of you shall be offended. Not just Judas, all of you. Because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after I am risen, I will go before you to Galilee. Predictions. Prophecies. And Peter answered and said to him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. Too fast. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto you that tonight before the cock crows, you shall deny me thrice. And the cock crows around 3 a.m. Those of you who are awake in the night, you know the different beds. There's one that comes around 5.20, 5.30. There's one that comes around 3. There's one that comes around 4. The, the 4 one is like, like that. Different ones. Cock is crowing. Jesus was giving him the time that he would fulfill the prophecy. <laughs> Are you listening? And Peter said, Though I should die with thee, yet I will not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples. <laughs> That's why I said try love because the preaching has not worked on many of us. That's why God so loved the world. It's a very powerful thing. No? What you are not accomplishing with knowledge and with preaching and with prophecies, try love. Because Jesus was trying to make these people people who will not be offended. But it, it was not working. They were going to go through every... I mean, he was giving them details. By 3 a.m., you uh, uh, betrayed me. Try, he was trying to make disciples like people who stood with him at the cross, people who have 
credentials. I, I never bowed to this. I never did this. I was able to go through, but it wasn't working. Now let's go. You see, now Jesus is going to try another one. Then he came and said, sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. Thanks. Thanks, although there be thanks. You see that the thanks and the prayers that Jesus was going to pray eh, for the disciples, still it was not going to work in a certain way. So he took with them Peter and the two sons and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. My soul is exceeding sorrowful. Father, if it's possible, take away this cup. Then he came to verse 40. He came to the disciples. He found them asleep. Failing. God knows our frame. And he found them asleep. He said, what? What at this time? This is the crisis moment. I thought you were my assistants. I thought you were my deputies. I thought you were standing with me through my crisis. You know, until you learn love. You see, when you go to the mission field, you may know a lot, say a lot, preach a lot, pray a lot. But until you have love for the people, you'll be surprised. Nothing will work the way it's supposed to work. Yeah. If you go to a mission field and you start saying, ah, these people are like this, or oh, these, people, these people, they are thieves, hey, these people, they are like that, these people, there's this and that, that your, your mission will never work. Although you have prophecies, you have tongues, you have this, you have that, try love. Because until there is love, eh? you know, Paul said, the love of Christ constraineth us. For me to be here preaching, it is what is pushing me is the love of Christ. Not, not, not the knowledge that even I have. But the love for God and for Christ. Now, he was shocked that the guys were not praying. So he went away the second time and prayed, Oh, my father. And he came and found them asleep for their eyes were heavy. He just left them. He said, we're not bothered with these guys. And went again and prayed for the third time, saying the same words. Then he cometh to the disciples and said to him, sleep on. Take your rest. Just sleep. No, don't pray. Don't listen to the prophecy. Don't listen to the knowledge. I've told you everything. Nothing is working on you guys. Huh? I've prophesied. I've given you information. I've given you the date and the time. The time that you betrayed everything. I've showed you scriptures. Oh. It's not working. And he said, rise and let us be going. He is at hand that doth betray me. And as he spoke, Judas, one of the twelve, came. And he that betrayed me had given him. So when I kiss him, the one I kiss, this is the one, hold him fast. <laughs> and forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, what, 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 what are you doing here? Judas. Then they came and laid hands on, on him. And behold, one of them who was with his sword took to cut. And Jesus said, stop it. Do you think I cannot now pray to my father 
and he shall presently give me more than 12 legions of angels. But how must the scriptures be fulfilled? And they laid hands on Jesus and took him away. And Jesus held his peace. Here was the son of God who has come to this world to try to save people and make apostles and disciples. And it was failing. It failed, failed, failed. The end, he had nobody. Yes, he had nobody. Everybody left him. Jesus went to the trial. It was, his, it was the women. You know, sometimes the women, they are even faithful. It was his mother and his lady followers. Yeah. They were the ones who stood with Jesus during this time. The others were just, they were just gone. Yeah. But he was alone for the trial. He has come, he has invested all his teaching and his time. You know, this was his life's work. His life's work. What is your life's work? Let's apply to your, you, your life's work. Until maybe prayers have gone forth. Tongues. Maybe prophecies and even knowledge about what you are doing. But try love. Go into love and see. Now, Jesus looked as though he has lost everything. But you see, Jesus had even planned to forgive them. Oh, yes. So, his miracles, nothing, nothing was making him successful in his mission. His mission was failing before his very eyes. But in John chapter 21, we see Jesus with his disciples. He came and met them fishing. Look at verse 3. John 21. I have trained you eh, to to be fishers of men. And I left you for just few five days. Huh? And you have gone back to original fishing. And you, Peter, have made you the rock. I've appointed you. And what have you done? You have influenced the others to also stop the ministry and go back to fishing. So he said, I go a fishing. And they said, we also go with thee. But I want you to see that love, the love of Jesus for his disciples. Love is what? Patient. And then love is kind. Love is thoughtful. It's like maybe these people don't, they don't get it still. After three years of training, after prophecies, after knowledge, after everything, they still don't get and understand. Try love. Try loving them. So he came to meet them by the Sea of Galilee. And when we go to Galilee, you see the place right there. And Jesus said unto them, Children, have you any meat? And they answered him, No. Cast the net. I want to help you. You've gone back to lay ministry now. I want to help you with your job. Okay? I want to help you to get a job for your job to work better. Try casting on this side 
And they did. And when they cast on that side, they got so much fish. And then Peter said, "Mm, this one is the Lord. Isn't it? In verse 7, he said, it is the Lord. I know this man. He has not given up on us. He's never given up on us. Try walking in love in your life. Try. Maybe your aim is marriage. You get it? Try being loving. Why don't you try? You seem to know everything. You can even teach marriage counseling. Some marriage counselors sometimes... When I see them counseling marriage, I say to myself, I pray that people don't listen to what these people are saying. Because I know some of the counselors and I feel that these people should not be counseling. Yes. I pray they don't listen. Maybe your business is not working. Try loving the people. One day I went somewhere and I met a millionaire. And the millionaire asked me, how do I get people to work for me? I said, how do you choose the people? And I said, I choose people by love. When I sense that somebody loves me, that person becomes a good person to work. That's how I I, I choose people. Not by what you learn in school. How does it help? Your school, does it help? You see nurses eating with flies and doctors eating from from strange places as if they didn't go to school to learn hygiene. Try love. Yes. Try love. So I I, I love my husband, but he doesn't. Try love. I love my husband, he doesn't love me. Yeah. Do you know what your love is like? Find out. Things look different from different angles. Huh? (laughs) <laughs> if you change your side and you sit from the other side, you'll, see what, you'll be surprised what it's like to be with you. You'll be surprised that you are a bad experience. Yeah. You'll be surprised that it's very difficult to be married to you. Try love. What are you trying to... When, when the Bible says love never fails, it always reminds you of accomplishment. What can you accomplish? I am here with the first love children. You cannot say that I don't love you. You know that I love you. Yeah. The other day, somebody made a comment. said, when I listen to the songs, I know that you love us. Well, all these songs, you made it for us. Yeah. He said, I know all this, you made it for us. To sing these nice things to us. Yes, you are thinking about us. Saying things to us. In, in, even in songs. Yes. Try loving the people. So people do not understand why things work. Things work because people love. And there is love somewhere. Not just knowledge. And not just prayers. And not just prophecies. But love. Never step into full time ministry if you don't love God that much. You'll be making the biggest mistake of your life. Your love for something else will come out one day. And it will be a big boomerang in your face. 
Yeah, because you will never be satisfied with anything, no matter even wherever you work. Never come to full-time ministry out of a problem or a lack of something. That I'm coming to full-time ministry because this hasn't worked, that hasn't worked, that hasn't worked. Let me try the priesthood. Try loving. And you'll find out that love is what makes things work that don't work. Jesus is just about to forgive these people as if six weeks ago they said they don't know. Peter said, I I don't know him. I say I don't know him. I've not seen him before. Beautiful. All the disciples forsook him. He's come to meet them as if he hasn't felt what they've done. Wow. Man, I mean like as if he doesn't have any experience. You know, and I tell you, when somebody is in crisis, that's why they say that you don't have to choose somebody to marry when you are very sad. Like if you are a widow or a widower. Anybody who shows you kindness at that time, you will never forget the person. I'm sure Jesus was looking around at everybody. Say, wow. Because the hardest person can be made to cry. Last time I was watching a film, The Blow Man. I mean, The Blow Man started to cry. And I said, yes, he has been brought to his knees. Even though he's the blow man of the film. He started to cry because somebody died. He said, everybody around me is dying. When I saw him crying and collapsing, I said, yes. His crisis came. You will remember those who show you love. Jesus looked around and said, nobody, nobody. But John was there. Little John. That's why he told uh, his mother, stay with John. Stay with John. John, look after my mom. John. That's why John calls himself the one whom he loved. Not the one who knew a lot. Or the one who had prophecies. That's why shepherding is not working. And Basenta leaders are not working because it's not out of love. It's not out of love. The prophecies are not working. The tongues are not working. The knowledge is not working. But love never fails. There are many people that are committed just because of love. They feel the love. Yes. Try love. Love doesn't fail. So Jesus turned, said, bring you the fish. Come and let's eat again like how we used to eat together. You want to eat with us? We have, we have denied you. We have made your training useless. Oh, we've gone back to fishing. Actually, we have returned to like how we were before we first met you. Before you taught us how to pray and how to be in the ministry, we are back and still you are calling us again. Jesus had patience with us. I will pay thee all. Almost all these disciples died and sacrificed their lives for this Jesus. When tongues had failed, knowledge had failed, 
prophecy had failed, but his love for them is what made them serve him, and that love didn't fail. Yes. And then they sat down. And when they had done, Jesus said to Simon, but he didn't talk whilst he was eating. I knew a man, he knew Kenneth Hagin at his funeral. He said, Kenneth Hagin invited him to come for lunch. So he went for the lunch with him. He was a student or he was whatever. He said when they were Kenneth Hagin, they didn't say anything because he's a prophet. You know, prophets are mysterious. He didn't say anything. At the end, he said, glory be to God. Then he got up and went. Yes. <laughs> so Jesus didn't say when they were finished. Then he asked him, Simon, do you love me? Peter was hot. You've led the people, you've misled the people to go fishing. And they came to catch you right on the beach. Lovest thou me? And he said, Lord, you know I love you. Three times. He said, feed my sheep. You know I love you. You know I love you. Because it was, a lo- it was the love. Like somebody said, you never have any problem with somebody unless you love the person. That's why people who don't marry out of love, they don't have heartbreaks. And all this emotional with pimples and all these things. Losing weight or putting on weight. They neither lose weight nor put on weight. They are okay. Do you love me? The way I love you and I've died for you. He said, Peter said, you know I love you. Then Jesus said to him, one day you prove your love for me. Somebody will catch you and carry you where you don't want to go because you love me. So brothers and sisters, what is your aim for accomplishing? You know, I am accomplishing. When I write books, I write not to earn money. No. And I'm going to give every, every one of my children my, my book. If I've written it, I'm, make, I'm going to make sure it is with you. And it, it is free. It is when you print it that it costs. I'm going to give everybody every book. Oh, yes. Watch and see. Yeah. Because... <laughs> I'm not writing it to get whatever. I'm writing it from love for the people. Yeah. Love for God. And love for the people that I'm writing to. I love the people that I'm writing to. Try love. You'll find yourself succeeding much more than you are succeeding. Try doing something you love and doing something out of love in your life. Yeah. Marry somebody out of love, not because the person has a British passport. Huh? You are in love with the passport. (laughs) Beautiful. I'm speaking to all of you who are serving the Lord. Do you love him? If not, I think you should re-examine and do something out of love 
love for God and love for what you are doing. Yeah. That's when it will work. What has failed and has not worked? What has not really worked? Look at Jesus. With knowledge, he informed them this, 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 this. It didn't change anything. He prayed three hours. Still no change. He couldn't make them strong apostles. He prophesied. He said 3 a.m. Cock will be crowing. This will be happening. They were, they were as if they were watching poems. Poetry. Or Achimota school. Uh, what do they do at the end of the year? That thing they do. Carol's night. They have, is it that Carol's They have something else. Huh? Boys chorus. Yeah, like they are watching something. No, there's something else they have. Something musical. That's a carol's. No, there's some other name. There's something else. I think your time, the school had uh, changed. (laughs) Are you doing it out of love? Let your heart be filled with the love of God. Paul said, the love of Christ constrains me. Ah, nobody will ever drive you up to get up to pray. Nobody will ever drive you up to go and look for a soul because you will have such a feeling for these people. You don't want them to be lost. You don't want them to die. You don't want them to go to hell. You don't want them to be lost and fall into the hands of wickedness. Try doing something out of a heart of love and you see that the thing that has failed, 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 failed. will start working because love never fails. Love couldn't fail Jesus as he came to this world to come and save people, make disciples, make apostles. Ah, it was not working till he showed the greatest love and love won each and every one of their hearts. It was only Judas who was lost. Yes, it was only Judas. Even after betraying Jesus, they were Going back to lay ministry. After they have been full time and left their fathers. And left their fishing business. They were reversing everything that Jesus had taught them. That's how much sometimes we fail in our life's missions. Till the day you find to do what you are doing out of love. The one of the reasons I knew that I needed to come full time was I always wanted to leave the workplace. That was the sign. I, 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 I want to go home. When it's leave, leave is 28 days. I will be calculating five days to this, plus weekend, plus this, plus national holidays. I'll add also that the, the weekend, the holiday becomes longer. What time do we close? Eight o'clock. Those things is what revealed to me that I, I am not where I love. Or what I'm not doing something that I, 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 I love to do, or that my heart is not here. Yeah. Yeah. I've never felt tired. When I'm working for the Lord, I only feel tired for the people that are with me. That Charlie, I'm trotting them too much. They are tired. Because there are people that get tired. I mean, because they are trotting or waiting or doing something. Yeah. Try love. Try love. You are marrying somebody because of her skin color. (laughs) 
We've measured things. I mean, before you, you meet the person, you've measured size 93, size 108, size this. Wow. Try love. You've been proposing to people and they all bounce. Because the person has not fallen in love with you. How should she bounce? How can it be bouncing? When the person sees that you like a girl, you see that she can sense that you really love her. She, I mean, yes, it's a matter of opportune time. Oh, yes. But you just come and walk around and say, okay, you, you, uh, your size, whatever, your height is this, your this is this, I've chosen you. What are all these? Before you realize it has failed. Love never fails. Love never fails. Love never fails. Love never fails. I knew my beloved loved me long before. I mean, I could, I could just look at, look at it, look at it. Yeah. 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 There's no struggle about, I mean, with she, whatever, maybe this, maybe that, whatever. Oh, no, 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 no. Try love. So I've, I've gone to pray in the desert. I've, I've returned from the wilderness. The spirit has spoken to me. You are the one. <laughs> it will fail. Prophecy will fail. Knowledge will fail. But love never fails. I want you to apply love to something that is failing in your life. Even your business. Try love. Try doing your business out of love. When you see somebody who is doing his business out of love, even love for the people. People who do business, they, they, you can see that they love what they are doing. They are excited about what they are doing. And they love the people they are doing it for. That's ah, very different. When you see sometimes some priests at work, funerals and some of the things, you, see, you can see that they are just trying to finish up. Sometimes there are four coffins. Have you been to a funeral like that? Four coffins, one, two, three, four, lined up. It's a gen- you don't, you, when they are speaking, you don't know who it's about. Yeah, they, they finish, and say, everybody take your thing and go. Wow. When I officiate weddings, I, if I don't know the couple, I don't officiate. No, I don't officiate. Because I'm doing it out of, my love for the person is expressed in the officiating of the wedding. My love for a person expressed in the officiating of the person's wedding. Maybe you don't know that. Yes. It's not just a, a chore, stand as a, all right, dearly beloved, we are gathered here in the sight of God, the presence of this congregation, to join together this man and this woman. We, we, what, uh, no. Said, we are not parrots. Yes. What business are you doing? Are you a teacher? Do you love the teaching? Yeah. You love the children? You want them to become something? You see that you'll be a different teacher. And you'll be different. You want them to pass. When I was in medical school, I had a teacher called Dr. Gosh. He's an Indian. You see that he loved, he wanted us to do well. And he was, he, he, he was so different from the others. The others, sometimes we are not sure whether they hated us or what, what, what was it. But this man would say, why student fail? Student no fail. Why? He said, why should the student fail? He said, no, 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 student no fail. 
Student will fail. He will sit down after operating in his operating theater with the mask and everything. The mask will drop down. We'll all sit there with the operating on the floor there in the changing room. And he'll give us notes and we'll write notes as if we are in a classroom. He said, no, student will fail. Once he's there, why should the student fail? Oh, yeah. You could see that he loved us and he was one of the best. You know, there were some operations. He's the only one who could do them. It's amazing. When you love, eh, you, you, you change. The thing you are doing is different. Try love. Those of you who are playing instruments and singing. Today I was watching the worship team. I was wondering whether they, they, they love. They, they were filled with love or they were just singing songs. Yes. I was watching them. I was wondering. Yeah. Because as they were singing, I couldn't feel certain things. At a certain point, yes. <laughs> when you are playing, it should be out of love, like you are doing what you love to do. Yes. May God give you the grace to apply love to whatever he has called you to do. And may he make you never to fail and to recover in any area that he has led you to stand. Stand to your feet. Love never fails. Lift your holy hands. Call on God. Thank you, Jesus, for your mighty power. Now listen, everybody has something that has, how many have some things that have failed? They are not really working. Is God revealing to you right now something that is going to make a difference? Love never fails. Father, thank you. Marama Shandola Makabala. Mandole Mara Mandala Masho Benedebeke. Oma Dola Mesidole Benedebeke Benedele Benede. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now lift your holy hands and pray for the spirit of revelation and wisdom. Lord, show me how to apply your love. That my mission will not be a failure. But my mission will start to rise. My mission will start rising. Why am I doing what I don't love? And doing something out of a duty. But not out of love for God and love for the people. Father, thank you. Marano shatalama barisombenenemeke balandaraba. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. We give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here, you want to give your life to God today, maybe somebody invited you to church, raise up your hand and I'm going to pray with you. If you want to give your life to Jesus Christ this morning as we close the service, yes, God loves you. God doesn't want to punish you, but he loves you. And he wants to restore you and save you. Now you'll be saved by the blood of Jesus. And if you are here 
and you want Jesus to wash away your sins, make you a new person, change your life forever. I want you to lift up your right hand like this. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God. Maybe somebody invited you, but you are here today. You want to give your life to Jesus. God bless you. Lift up your hand. Now, if you've lifted it up, come to me uh, from where you are standing. Come, walk from where you are standing, from the back, from the side, from wherever. Just come. I want to pray with you. Come from the side. Come from wherever you are. His grace will be Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Have mercy on me. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. I give my life, I give my heart, and I give everything to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Please write my name Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. God bless you. You see the lady here. Please follow her sign. And we are going to give you one of my books as well. And it's a blessing to you. Amen. God bless you. Follow the, follow the lady with the signboard. God bless you. You may be seated. John chapter 6 and verse 50. Your holy communion. Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Drink, this is my blood, which was shed for you. is meat indeed and my blood is drink indeed mm-hmm. the cup of blessing which we bless it's the communion of the blood of Christ the bread which we break it's the communion of the body of Christ oh this is the holy meal the meal of God It will sustain you, it will make you whole, it will give you light When I see the blood, oh, 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 yeah I will pass over you 
which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. Amen. Amen. This is the anti-death drug. Anti-death medicine. That a man may what? Eat and what? Not die. Now, the main work of Satan in your life is to always ask you a question. Is that what God said? (laughs) Had God said, so when you are even called by God, the devil will come and say, did God say? That's what he said to Adam and Eve. Had God really said that if you eat of this bread and if you eat this fruit, you will die? Did God say? This is the chief work of Satan to question words from God. Has God said this is the work of the devil. Had God said. Did God really say from today you can teach? It's a question to me. That's a question of the devil. Did God really say you are called to be a pastor? Did God really say you are a missionary? Are you sure that if you eat you will not die? <laughs> That's Satan. I heard it from Derek Prince. He said, always watch the question is to question what God has said. To throw a question into what God has said. Has God said? Did he say? Did he really say that? Are you sure he really says that? So today as you take of this bread, I am prophesying and adding my voice to this beautiful scripture which says that this is the bread that you shall eat and not die. Say amen. Amen. Say amen again. That means that it has an effect on death and the timing of your death and whether you live or die it it has an effect. This is the bread. Jesus said, this is my body. He was talking about himself. This is the body. Father, thank you for healing and anti-death medicine. We all receive it at this time. Thank you for your power, your blessing and the holiness of your scripture and your word which cannot be broken. We are grateful. Thank you for touching our lives, Lord, and healing us in Jesus' name. The body of Jesus Christ. made a mistake before how many have made a quick mistake before it was quick how many have made a slightly longer mistake before and how many have made a long mistake before all these are washed by the blood lift your hands father as we approach your blood let mistakes and the effect of them be washed away 
Orando saramando nerimbo naramando lush. Shereme marago se parenelebe. Mistakes and the effect of the mistake is washed away by the blood of the Lamb, the blood of Jesus. your hands for your blessing the Lord bless you say amen the Lord bless you the Lord keep you the Lord give you peace the Lord give you victory the Lord help you not to fail the Lord bless you with love The Lord empower you to walk in love. In the name of Jesus. The Lord remember you. Say amen. The Lord remember you. The Lord remember all your prayers. The Lord remember all your cries. The Lord help you. And the Lord heal you. Of your mistakes. In the name of Jesus. Let me hear your loudest amen. God bless you. You may be seated. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.